Face for Radio. Hello, everyone. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's already a better opening than the other one. <laughs> um, uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. Oh, my God. Scott, let me do the intro. <laughs> um, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of Face for Radio. We're Face for Radio. Nice. I wish we had you every week, Carl. Oh God, don't ruin it. That was me. (laughs) Nice. We can't do that all the time. Yes, we can. You laughed about it. Just for today, my name is Samuel L. Brown, and I am joined by. What's the L stand for? Oh oh, God. Lemming. Just for today, my name is Sam Brown, because I'm not allowed to do any other puns in the superhero-themed show without. (laughs) Nobody understanding why I'm calling myself Samuel L. Brown. And I'm joined today by the indigestible snack. It's Reuben Austin, everyone. How can I, as a snack, which, let's be honest, I am, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do that? You can be verbal. How can I yes. discuss this? <laughs> you could just say it. <laughs> I'm a snack and I'm indigestible. There you go. Oh, that was disappointing. That was anticlimactic. That's disappointing, wasn't it? He, he yeah. set me and Sorry, guys. For I, don't know, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do to be a snack. I'm keeping the bar low for you guys. Well, if you were disappointed by this this snack, maybe you want something to, to dunk it in. Perhaps we should move to our second host of the episode, competitive tea drinker, Scott Copeland. Hi, I like tea. And if I have super speed like Zoom Scott does, I can have and make Count Truman can make me a good cup of tea. I can be the champion of downing tea. <sighs> I, mean, I like that because yeah, it, it brings yeah. in the past two episodes. I mean, yeah. so accuracy and that was more like an advertisement, if anything. It was, yeah. But bringing them all together with the introduction of our guest host for today, the last time he will be with us for now, Aww. it's dodgy farmhand Callum Truman. All right. <laughs> it, lovely to see you. I, <laughs> I got none. I'm sorry. <laughs> we botched it. <laughs> you really all did it. Exceptionally bad job at the start of this episode. It's really not going well, guys. It's not. Right, uh, right. why was Truman just doing my accent? <laughs> you right. Hello, I am Zoom Scott. Um, why don't you tell us your joke about the tractors in that accent? Oof. Would you like the whole joke about the tractors? No, it's not worth it. Maybe a condensed version? Okay, condensed version. So, once upon a time, there was a farmer. This farmer is, John. This is taking too long. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested by the story now, to be honest. Fastest version I can. Go, go, go. Farmer John, he loved tractors. He had them his whole life. His house was shaped to tractors. But his tractor, it broke down. <gasps> so, so, Farmer John said to himself... Right, I gotta get you, Bessie, to the to the new tra- uh, tractor fair. I I gotta get myself a new tractor. So he drives himself down to the tractor fair, and uh, he's chugging along, all coughing and spluttering in his Bessie tractor, his stupid tractor, which he stupid drives. That's a shame. She's broken. He loves her. Named Bessie. Yes. And he looks around the tractor fair, and there's tractors of all sorts. There's Ooh, what types? Well, there, there's little tractors for the kids to ride around Aww. in. There's tractors with all the latest gid- uh, gazmos and gadgets. Gazmos, I love them. I know. Right, I tell you what. If this is a condensed version of a joke, then how long was the original? <laughs> oh, just you wait. And there's there's speedy tractors for the race car drivers. And he goes to the person running fair. He's like, "Hey, I like the best tractor you've got." And the guy's like, "Here, we've got this this really good tractor. It's green. It's flashy. You know, it's it's the fastest one they've got. But it's a million pounds. And he doesn't have that. Oh. I know it's expensive. So he goes to the second tractor they've got an offer, and it's a real comfort tractor, leather oh, yeah. seats. You know, and it's warm. Lazy boy. Easy, right. easy. Sounds yeah. Lovely. 
I know, but it's half a million pounds. He doesn't have half a million pounds. That's a lot of money. It's a lot. So what he does, he goes to the least expensive tractor, and it's, you know, it's your real... It's a hardy tractor. It's lived a few years. It's got a few dents, but it'll get him where it needs to go. A bit of rust here and there. That's it. And he doesn't even ask how much it'll cost. He just goes and he says, I'll pay. I'll Rookie go. error. Rookie error. Well, no, no. He's he's a man of passion for his tractors. He knows he needs one. And he goes and he goes to sign the papers. And just as he's putting his name on the dotted line, he looks outside and the tractor's being driven away. Oh, my God. What? Oh, dear. Oh, no. They hadn't signed fast enough. Damn. Oh. And poor Farmer John, he's so devastated so distraught that he says right that's it i swear off trackers i don't want to see another one for me old life i don't john no he's he's distraught and he goes home and he's like i don't know how i'm gonna live i'll have to move out my tractor shaped house won't do me anymore and i can't have my tractor shaped waffles in the morning you don't like them anymore you know what i mean he's got a lifetime supply of them in the larder as well it's horrible and so on the way home, he, he looks off the side of the road and he sees a house oh. on fire. Oh. oh. And there's people in the window and they're all no. screaming, help, help, help me, John. Help me, John. Help, help me, John. Me, John. So dramatic. Come and save me. I'm going to catch on fire. And John hears this call and he thinks, I, I've got to do something about this. I can't just stand by. So he goes up to the house and he, he plants his feet and he goes. And he sucks in. All the flames. Whoa. John, yay! You saved us! But the people are confused. Huh? They ask him, Why? How did you do that? How did you suck in all the flames like that, John? And he says, Don't worry. It was absolutely no bother. I'm an ex-Tractor fan. (laughs) (laughs) Dad joke! (laughs) Dad joke. Two-man dad joke, too. That was something. <laughs> we won't get you to do the B story, but we'll get a recording of that to post on our Facebook, eh? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, do you know when you said like, a couple of podcasts ago when you were talking about maybe having to miss a week out? Mm. Just put upload one of his jokes instead. I will do, do, yeah, I will do. Yeah. If you say sorry, we can't do an episode this week, but is Callum Truman talking about a B? Yeah. So at this point, if anyone's listening to listening to this and doesn't follow our Instagram or Facebook page, if you head there. At this point, you will be able to find a recording of Callum Truman telling his famous bee joke, which is definitely not worth missing. Be there. <laughs> oh, that joke. Be there or don't be there. Scott Copeland, 2020. Reuben. Yes. Hello. Um, please, can we have your daddy joke or baddie joke? Do you get it? Baddie because like a villain. Themed. Nice. Yeah. yeah, but I also didn't like that. Um, <laughs> <why>. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is a uh, this is a joke that I found on the internet and I've um, improved. I've just made it make a little bit more sense. Brilliant. Because you know how I like that. We love logistics. What do you call it when Batman jumps out of a church window? Flatman. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. he's squashed by the impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> in, in real life, it makes sense. <laughs> You're not going to bounce like a bouncy ball. <laughs> Ruben, so, I'm sorry. I'm funny in the other episode. <laughs> Ruben, you've, you've, been, you've been had. <laughs> Hi, Jack. That's so much better than my joke. It's just Scott saying, flat man. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. What's, this, what's the punchline, Ruben? What do you call it when Batman jumps out of a church window? Christy and Bale. Oh, that's nice. 
nice. It's not as good no, as Scott has just gone flat, man. <laughs> to be honest, if, if, if I'd shut up, then it would have been hilarious. <laughs> Ruben, baddie joke. Scott, daddy joke. Woo. Please stop saying that. Stop saying <laughs> daddy joke. I can promise you that'll be the last time I ever say it this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you both dad jokes. Ruben, I like Thanks. Didn't make me laugh, which is the purpose of a joke, I suppose. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a pity dad joke. It was it was appreciation for the effort that went into it. That said, you looked it up, so bad joke. A, a pity, Papa. Bad joke, yeah. Bad joke. Sorry, Ruben, I'm, I'm doing a U-turn. No, I looked it up, but I improved it, because it was like... Uh... We go again! We go again! Ruben! Yeah. What superpower would you have? Well... I was going to go with telekinesis, but as you may have, um, as you may recall from a, a couple of episodes ago, Sam said that. So I've I've spent this time on um, powerlisting.fandom.com. Wow, Jeez. have a look at some superpowers. Is that why you were so quiet in the last episode? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's to make his episode better. <laughs> That's why. I'm not going to lie. Because mine famously went really well. As usual, Scott. As usual. Yeah, maybe the last episode might be a little short. Short. That is an actual fact. Long sleeve trousers. All right. Guys, when one of us uses our motto, we can't just throw them all out. We can't just do them all at once. Yeah. Like, disperse them. Disperse. (laughs) Disperse. Oh, no. Scatter. Yeah, so rather than telekinesis, which is always my go-to, because it'd be cool, wouldn't it? I'm sure it would. Were you asking for a yes there? Was that not hypothetical? Rhetorical. Rhetorical, sorry. Um, I'm I'm not sure either way, really. It could have been, it could not have been. I'm quite tired. Yes, that would be super awesome! Yeah, you, you know. So um, instead, uh, I've gone with um, a different kind of telly. Ooh, television? Teleport. Ooh. Ooh, nice, yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, it's quality, isn't it? You've gone for the old... Uh... Night Shifter. That was one of my primary thoughts when I was thinking, how would it work as a superhero? <laughs> Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, um, Azazel shows up and almost immediately wins in most of the X-Men films. I'm just going to have to do another spoiler warning for all the X-Men films. But, yeah, it's like the X-Men are nearly winning and then Azazel comes in and he just gets him. Yeah. And that's, like, that's the purpose of his character is to have the X-Men lose. And, you know, that's because it's a it's a great power. As well, there's the film... Has anyone seen the film Jumper? Yep. Yeah. Not yet. Which has Samuel L. Jackson, not Brown. The lesser-known Samuel L. The lesser-known of the Samuel L. Indeed, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, that film's based around people who can teleport. They, they, they do a lot of cool stuff with it. Like, at one point, one of them teleports a whole room, which takes a lot of effort. And it's like, it depends on how much you want to overpower this. Because, mm-hmm. like, even in a very small form, like a very basic level where you can just teleport from one side of a room to the other. It's still useful. Like, particularly in a kind of combat situation, you can be teleporting around, makes it difficult to hit, makes them not know where the next one's coming from so they can't block. Yeah. But then if you have, like, sort of master level and you can teleport, like, two other planets or you can teleport a whole building, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then if you think about it in Umbrella Academy terms, if you think about four, he can use it for time travel. Yes, well, that's like... You know, it's another level to it. Yeah. Is um, if you can teleport through space, why not time? Yeah. But then again, I think if I did have teleportation, I would stay well away from tele, like time manipulation. I mean, after watching Umbrella Academy, yes, it causes in every instance time travel causes more problems than it solves. Apart from Doctor Who, wouldn't superheroes be much better if they were prevented? You know what I mean? Okay, so my question for you, Ruben. Yeah, go on. How would you? intend on using this like you're not a superhero 
You are regular Ruben Austin. How? There's nothing regular about Ruben Austin. There's nothing regular. He's a mysterious man who does mysterious things. There's very little regular about me, yeah. I move in mysterious ways. But how would you most predominantly be using your teleporting? Would you be going on holiday? Would you get to work faster? I think, well, I I work from home, so getting to work quickly isn't an issue. However, <laughs> my lunch break is like half an hour, so I could potentially take off my headset, teleport to the chippy, get some food, teleport back, and then it saves me having to walk. Because if I walk, I'd have to walk there, and then immediately I'd have to turn walk walk right back. It's a vital use of this. And that, skill. this would save me that journey. You know, lunch break yeah. was your answer. Yeah, well, that was that was my immediate thing because today I was like, I kind of fancy chips, but I can't go get them. Mm. <laughs> I wonder how <laughs> I could I mean. do this any easier. The only answer seems to be teleportation <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's the only yeah. one coming to me. Well, sure, surely the skill you could have had was you could have just made food. Ruben, I've got a revelation for you, and be- like, bear with me. I'm bearing. Ruben, your mind is about to be blown right now. Oh, I'm ready. There's something that you can actually buy have in your house right that keeps chips for years and all you have to do is put it in the oven what we're talking of course about a potato farm oh, oh right yeah, yeah that too the freezer yes yeah yeah cool yeah no we don't, we don't, we don't have any in you know what I mean Ruben have you heard of Just Eat <laughs> they weren't it was lunch so they weren't delivering a bicycle Ruben ride a bicycle Just Eat Just Eat we're gonna like would have made me wait up to an hour. Uber Eats, the only one that was under half an hour, I tried to, and then they were like, no, we're in St. Helens. Oh, I've had a much better idea, actually. This will mm. be much faster, and it'll be, it'll be, a, it'll take skill, but it's a long-term investment. Okay. So, all you're going to need is some twigs, some feathers, um, and some paper mache. Are you telling me to make wings? No, 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 no. That would be stupid. Because that went so well for Icarus. Ruben, that would be stupid, right? All I'm telling you to do is put the twigs together, climb onto your roof, make a huge human-sized nest, some paper mache eggs, and on your lunch break, you climb up there, sit down, head to the sky and open, and so many birds are going to come and regurgitate chips into your mouth. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. They'll all think you're a baby bird. So Sam, that's the logical step you're going to make to solve this issue, is it? I mean, it's easier than teleportation. You don't even need to pay for the food. No, no, it's all free. Free bird gush. In every single conceivable way, I would prefer that birds not vomit in my mouth. And I'm going to stand by that. Well, you're clearly not desperate enough for chips, Ruben, because you'd be turning to any way possible, I think. Yeah, I'm not that. I did end up just making pasta, but, you know. Boo. I would have liked, and it would have it, it would have saved me the issue if I could teleport. And then there's the, there's the other uses. It's healthier. Like, you know, um, to be fair, my, my primary use at the moment with us being in lockdown and the fact that my girlfriend lives near London, if I can teleport far enough, go see her without having to use public Wait. transport. Ruben, who's your girlfriend? Ruben has a girlfriend. Yeah, cool, great. Ruben has a girlfriend. Ruben has a girlfriend. What's her name? Lainey. Aww. Shout out to Lainey if she's listening. Love you, Lainey. Love you, Lainey. Love you, Lainey. I'm coming for you, Lainey. Oh, oh my god, what? Oh, that took a turn? Jeez, come on. I'm Mr. Steal Your Girl Truman. I'm stealing Ruben. <laughs> um, wait, guys, I'm going to be right back. Sorry about this, hang on. Oh, well, I guess cue the lift music. Bum, 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 whoa, whoa, the longest, for the longest time. If you said goodbye to 
something on my mind. Ah, I don't know how he do. Ah, I'm so inspired ah, by you. This hasn't happened for the longest time. I'm, I'm just pointing out to all our viewers, me and Sam somehow have a musical theatre degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Truman does not, hence he sounds quite good. <laughs> Everyone, scatter. He's coming back. Is that Reuben? Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> it's Scotty C. Scott, you must be an expert scatter to, for me to think you were Reuben there. I know. I'm, ex- I'm not an expert now. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Reuben, you missed some absolutely vital scatting there. I'm sure I did. I'll listen to it when when this comes out. I'm a scat man. <laughs> oh, my God. Reuben. Yeah. What is your smaller superpower that you would have in day-to-day life? The ability to break the fourth wall. So, like Deadpool, when he... When you're like reading the comics. Surely we can all do that. We can, but <laughs> to have it have some kind of real consequence as well. I've got to hear this. Okay, so <laughs> this is the most, it's the most active response to the question I've got to possibly have ever heard. Yeah, well, it's me. What were you expecting? Everything about me is performing. Okay, please break this down. Please break this down. I'm with Sam. As in the theory, not the fourth wall. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> can you believe this guy? Um, <laughs> I just I think because I do it a, a lot anyway. If something happens, I will I'll look and I'll be like. But then I realise I understand that I just said and I'll be like and then I I acted rather than saying anything. And this is face radio. It's a podcast. You can't see me. I mean, um, that's the point. <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll look at a wall and I'll sort of like give a wall a look like they do in the office when I look at the camera. But you know, <laughs> I then think to myself, it's just a wall. You know, it can't really react. Whereas. If there was a fourth wall to break, I think Ruben, this is something that this is something that I feel like you need to get some counselling for. <laughs> <laughs> Tried, didn't work. What's your problem, Ruben? I'm talking to me wall. <laughs> think, think your people are there. Which one? The fourth, the fourth one. <laughs> if, you, if you were saying it's like yeah, a window wall. and people were outside, then I'd understand. But not a brick wall. Okay, so here is my first issue with this. Okay, not to be a negative, Nelly. But Truman and I recently watched the new film that came out, Enola Holmes. Yes, loved it. Don't know if you've seen it advertised. And spoilers again for this, guys. Um, The whole of the film, she wouldn't stop looking at the camera and saying stuff. And it just ruined the film for me. Do you reckon? I quite like that. I was getting so annoyed for no reason. I was honestly, wasn't I? I was getting so frustrated. There was a visible level of anger, yes. Like, I, like I, I just don't know. I don't know why. I was so angry. She just kept looking. I think Sam broke the fourth wall in anger to what he was seeing. But, like, there was no reason for her to be doing it. No. I don't like it when they do it in films or TV shows, but I like it when it's on stage, if that makes sense. It's like they're trying to be funny, and it, it's kind of like this podcast. Like, they're trying too hard. Mm. Yeah, we do try really hard. I'm not trying hard enough. Ruben, I'm on your side. Thanks, Truman. What would the effect of this power be? Like... You would look at the wall and there would be an audience there, like watching your life? Yeah, I suppose I've not really I've not really put much thought into how it would practically work. Um, because it's fourth wall breaking and the point is that it doesn't really you know, it's like it's it's transcendent. Is it is it just to no- is it just to normalise your behaviour, Ruben? Partly, yeah. Does it come with with the clap tracks and the laugh tracks, like in your life? Like we do Hopefully, something and people laugh yeah. at you. Um <laughs> That's where us three come in. <laughs> we, we have the last tracks to his life. The extreme example is there is um there's a a Deadpool comic where he gets annoyed that the writers of the comic are destroying his life and therefore leaves the comic 
and murders the writers and takes over as the writer of his own story. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but I also think it would be nice to be aware that the world in which I live is fictional and is created by something, because then you've got a, a level of religious certainty. Why don't we then, as an idea for a little video for our Facey B, let's make this one true. All we need to do is put a GoPro on your head, Ruben, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime you, something happens and you look at a wall, us three will be sitting in a room and you can have a walkie-talkie or something and we'll sit and do the laugh and clap tracks and you can do the like, am I right, guys? This one's easy. I don't think you understand how much I would enjoy that. If this is really your dream superpower, we can make this true this is, for you, well, it, I was trying to think of one that doesn't really have any proper practical applications. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's got a bit of whimsy about it, you know what I mean? So, Ruben, if, you're, if your mum came into your room with, with, your, with your dinner and said, here you go, Ruben, here's your dinner that I've just cooked. If she leaves the room, will you then look at the wall and think... Mum made me some dinner. And we'd go, Oh No, it'd be like, think The Office. If like When when someone says something dumb to um, Martin Freeman's character, I can't remember his name, and he just he, he looks at the camera, because in The Office it's being filmed. David Brent. No, Ricky Gervais is David Brent. There's, there's a very specific moment, I just can't remember the character's name. It'll come to me later. <laughs> let's, but... For the sake of argument, let's call him Scott. Right. For the sake of argument, let's call him Scott. And um, Scott will be uh, dealing with it. Tim. Tim Canterbury. But for the sake of argument, we'll call him Scott. <laughs> Scott, uh, like someone says something stupid to Scott, and Scott will just look at the camera like Woody Allen style. Like... With disapproval or like being resigned and exhausted to whatever shenanigans everyone else is up to. Yeah. So basically, what you're after is you want comic timing. Yeah, I suppose that'd be good. Which I'm sure you can imagine, having lived with Luke and George. Shout out to Luke and George if you're listening. Nice. Thanks. Well done, Truman. Well done. <laughs> I've been listening. He's picking this up, isn't he? Oh yeah, he knows. <laughs> that was a dirty that was a, laugh. That, that was, was a laugh and a half. That was horrible. <laughs> What just came out of me then? I have wow, no idea. Right, crikey. Yeah, it's an interesting power to have. I don't know the, the logistics, but we can we can flesh it out over the next few weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. If it if it's what makes Ruben happy. I'm sure we'll we'll absolutely be flogging this joke of a dead horse. This dead horse of a joke. We'll be flogging this, this joke of a dead horse. This joke of a dead horse for a few weeks. <laughs> I saw a dead horse. I said to it, are you alive? And it said to me, nay. Hi. Thanks, Truman. Bad joke. I think what I've realised about my sense of humour is that only Truman gets it. I think I'm just an easy audience for most people. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Ruberman. Me. What is your favourite superhero? My favourite superhero. I I like Deadpool. Okay. Hence the fourth wall breaking. And it's basic, but I love Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is a great superhero. That's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, because like his powers are very much confined to things that a spider can do. Yes. I sensed that yes was going back to your previous point, Callum. Somehow it made you win more by saying you were going to turn into animals. No, no, I just, I couldn't agree more wholehearted. As as a superhero fan, Ruben, uh, my least favourite undoubtedly is Superman. Um, <coughs> Captain Marvel! Captain Marvel, for the same reason. <laughs> Superman's ridiculously overpowered. My, my least favourite... I would say. My least favourite's probably Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen. Right, yeah, for the exactly the same because reason. Dr. Manhattan's powers are so all-consuming that he can exactly. he can control the way that atoms are built up. Yeah. That there's no limit to what he can do. Spider-Man has very specific limits, but mm. he trains and he works on it and he figures out ways to make his powers apply to different things by making the different the different web shooters and using web fluid and making the suits. Very specific abilities. Yeah. Like, imagine a guy who can just predict people's yeah. favourite drinks trying to take <laughs> over the world. This this is the reason that I really liked Mysterio as a villain. Because he was just a person with really good... Um, Illusions. Persuasiveness. Mm. And he had a, a team of people that felt the same way around him. And he was just a person 
with bad intentions, but... Also, like, um, Spider-Man Far From Home Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, original Mysterio was, like, up to some up to some real wacky stuff. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sp- we're, we're talking Marvel Universe Mysterio. Marvel Cinematic Universe Mysterio. Yeah, kind of like the Hawkeye argument, I think that is, isn't it? It's like... Slightly. Yeah. You know what they can do. They're not going to do anything except those specific things... You get to see how they do those specific things creatively. to win. Very creatively. They get to do them yeah. differently, not just come up with some new specific power. specific powers. That's, yeah. If you think Misfits as well, at the end of, I think it's season two of Misfits, there is, um, I think it's the second to last episode of season two, they come across a guy, again, I'm going to have to do a spoiler warning for this, but it's so worth it. There's a guy and his, his power is that he can control dairy products. A brilliant uh-huh. episode, one of my favourites. Nice, I'll have to watch this, I haven't seen Misfits. He's, you're just like, he's the milk guy. I've not seen Misfits either. It's very... Good. In what way does he control milk? He makes it fresh? Well, good question. He, um, he he has like telekinesis, but only with milk and dairy. <laughs> Lactokinesis is what it's called. Nice. Yeah, which sounds ridiculous, right? But he kills about 10 people with it. What? Lactose intolerance. Right. Well, he the, the only person that he can't kill is someone who's lactose intolerant because they're lactose intolerant and therefore he can't control anything but like... He can, uh, he can take the curds from the cheese that they ate earlier that's still in their stomach and bring it back up through the esophagus and choke them. Oh, jeez. And it's like... This is disgusting. Much, much as, obviously, that's a horrible, horrible thing to do and it's grim, at the same time, I was impressed because it's like, it's someone who's got a power and they've been given this thing that they can do that's yeah. really specific and they go, okay, how can I use that and how can I branch out on this specific thing? You know, he's aware of the exact stuff that he can do and he will therefore yeah. use that stuff in creative ways and be inventive with it and that's what I like about Spider-Man is that he very specifically he's very strong he's quite fast he's agile he can climb up walls and he can shoot webs and that's his things and he's got like super sensory abilities what did you think of of the the Iron Man suit that Spider-Man got uh, with all of his like insta-kill and do you know what I mean what did you think of that new version yeah I like I like that because it's a lot of the stuff in that Spider-Man still had in the comics so I was like sure like insta-kill Maybe a bit much. Yeah. But like um, interrogation mode was because not only is Spider-Man someone who has superpowers, Peter Parker himself is a very, very clever guy. Yeah. And in the comics, he makes most of his own suits. So like um, stuff like that is him going, you know, I can um, I can build this into a suit, which will then enhance this power that I've got. Yeah. Or I can use this suit to develop this thing that I can do. And that, that's what I like about Spider-Man is that he's very specific and then he builds on that himself i'm also just realizing now that um invincible fella from misfits is klaus from the umbrella academy yeah, yeah same guy Robert Sheehan, I Robert Sheehan. and i'd never made the connection before and that's quite cool oh there you go cool very good they're similar characters he does have more range than that but he's, he's very good shout out to robert sheehan if he's listening oh, yeah. i invited him out for my uh for my 21st and he didn't come out oh can i make a quick shout out to my favorite superhero because i feel like we've we've all done a very similar thing with the superheroes we've picked and I think we've missed something out here because I think one of the best superhero films and one of the best superheroes has got to be Megamind. Yeah, that's a shout. Megamind is incredible. Yeah, that is good. Again, specific power builds on it. I've not seen it. Oh, Scott. Oh, Scott, Scott. you have got to. That's, that's got to be the top of the list, Scott. Megamind is an incredible film. It's amazing. I can't express enough how much I love Megamind. I've been sitting through all this and not really understood the references. Oh, and it's ha. horrible. But we, we speak about what makes a good superhero. And like as Sam mentioned in a past episode, winning in a fight. That's not what makes Super- Megamind a good superhero. It's the flair. It's the pizzazz. It's the yeah. the way that Megamind it's the fights. 
Yeah, it's the... Did the... you just say it's the ganache? The panache. Did Scott just describe Megamind as ganache? Panache. Um, ganache. I'm hearing that right. Panache, not ganache. Ganache. Panache. 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 The word being his style is called panache. Scott wants some ganache, I think. Panache-he. Anyway, we're seeing this, Truman. Yes. Um, who was your favourite superhero? That. Well, Megamind? Yeah, Megamind. Purely for the... I don't know, you you look at the character. Like, ignore superpowers. Although the superpower of, like, superintelligence is a good superpower. Mm-hmm. When used well. Yeah. I think for the character arc and just... I don't know, for the silliness. For how fun that superhero yeah. is. That is a superhero who I would love yeah. to just watch. Who, like, I could enjoy thoroughly throughout. He reminds me a bit, like... Not in obvious ways, but like Hancock. Yeah, you know a little I mean? bit. Yeah, he, he he reminds me of if a genuine person was given powers, what sort of they wouldn't do it well. They would mess everything up. Yes. Yeah, everything yeah. would go wrong. I think that's another excellent film. I, I feel I, I like superhero films like that. If a mm. person were to get superpowers, they'd almost definitely become a villain. One hundred percent for selfish reasons. Yeah, I think like nine out nine out of ten people would get a superpower and go, "I'm going to further my own aims." Yes, I've Which not. Is sad. It is. It's a shame, but it's the natural impulse, really, though, isn't it? When you think about I've it, I've not yet seen The Boys, but I feel like we're describing that show perfectly. <laughs> yeah, but I've not seen it. It explores like a negative side to. Superpowers and all that. Which also like I like when you get the full the full picture. Yeah, yeah. Callum, yes. do you have a hypothetical question for us? I do. And this is one in my old job I was given a lot of time just alone with people. Mm. Uh, to be vague and mysterious. And so we asked a lot of hypotheticals. This was the most common one that split people. So I had a lot of fifty fifty. Mm. Well you can't have fifty fifty with us three. Oh, wonderful. So, definite decision inbound. Perfect. There you go, here we go. Would you rather have the ability to teleport to every country or speak every language? Speak every language. Teleport to every country. What do you mean by teleport to every country? One specific place in every country. That's it. You have, like, a location in every country you can teleport to. So you don't have the ability to teleport, but you can Go to every country at the click of a finger. And you don't have to worry about border control, passports, licenses, visas. You have the ability to be in every country, to experience it, experience the culture equally with every language. You can speak it fluently. You can probably turn it on and off so you're not just going insane, speaking every language to yourself in your head. You can understand, read, write every language. Could you take someone with you? I'd say one person. Because that's a game changer, really, if you can take someone with you or if you're going alone. Yeah. yeah. So hang on. So, Truman, you've just said if we, if we go to these places, we're able to speak every language and understand it. No, no, no. Not, not while you're in the places. In the places, if you go to... You either can go to the places or speak the languages. Yeah. I still pick languages. So, I think the big divide is, on one hand, if you spoke every language, the easier of the two to be able to do is visit other countries than learn every language in existence. That's true. Mm. Right? Because you can you can book a plane ticket. So, in that perspective, you'd learn the languages via this, and then you could use the languages by visiting other countries. On the other hand, it would be a, a heck of a date night. Hell yeah. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, it would, it, would help, it would help me a lot, to be honest. Grab Laney or Caitlin and just, like, whisk it to Paris. For me, it depends on if... If I picked speak every language, would I then have to learn every language or would I automatically be able to speak every language? No, no, you know. Scott, you have the ability to learn every language right now. Yeah. Yeah, but for the sake of this hypothesis, would I instantly be able to know them already? You instantly know the languages. The The point that was made to me um, in this argument, the person who was 
a 100% advocate for going to the countries is that the amount of people who have been to every country in the world is probably less than 50. Not sure about that. Think about it though, like the ability to do it hasn't come around until the last Ruben, you're smart. How many hundred years do you reckon? Um, I know we've been, we've been potentially able to sail there for thousands of years, but like proper globalization didn't really come until World War II ish. Right. So we've had a hundred years to do it. Now, not only would you need the finance, the free time, the knowledge, and the lifespan to do it, there are a lot of countries you would be among a very select group of people. Equally, to speak every language. I don't think anyone speaks every language in the world. No, it's it's it's, it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. To know every single language in the world. Personally, I well, I don't want to give my opinion. I'm curious what you all say. I think the language is one. Dragon. Just because if you speak if you speak every language, right, you're gonna earn an absolute fortune doing um, translations for people. Yeah. Firstly, you can use that money to travel. Secondly, just uh, imagine being able to speak every single language in the world. Come on, you can go everywhere anyway. I mean. There's, there's some countries in the world that I've never had a desire to visit either. So for me personally, learning a language I think would be more beneficial to me rather than just going to places because I feel like it. It would be much more beneficial for our career to be able to speak languages. Oh yeah. Do you reckon? You could do a show in French. You could do a show in Spanish or, I don't know, Greek. But you would also have to go to those countries because who's going to want to watch a show in French in Britain? Whereas... Most countries speak English. My, my mentality to that would be, wh- when that problem arrives, deal with it then. <laughs> just, Get a plan. Yeah, just learn what you can now. See, because my thing is, most most countries have at least a moderate English-speaking population. So, And a lot of the time, performances taken to different countries are in English anyway. Sometimes they get translated, sometimes they're just in English. Well, let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. Did you choose, Callum? My choice was made on two arguments that have been made so far. I would have chosen languages right. for two reasons. Firstly, because, similar to Scott, I don't have a huge interest to see every elite country. Um, it's not something that massively interests me, which was the big argument of a lot of people. And secondly, because I would love to be able to look at every single person I see on the street and know that I can talk to them. That's a nice thing, though. That's cute. Especially because I used to work in sales. Yes, <laughs> not so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, pl- and plus, when you think about it, we're, we're currently in lockdown, aren't we? Or we're currently meant like. Oh, who knows, Scott? We can't really. We can't really do what we used to be able to we're do. Currently in lockdown and therefore can't travel. Mm. Well, like if we weren't in this situation, then I think traveling would be a lot more fun. Because we were kind of restricted in our activities i would rather be able to learn a language during my time in lockdown reuben i feel like i have i have more wanderlust than you guys and i want to go and see things like i've always liked the ancient world and stuff like that and i've always been into me cavemen and ancient civilizations and that kind of thing so to be able to go to peru and see machu picchu and then to egypt and see the pyramids and um to greece and see the parthenon all that kind of thing would greatly appeal to me i think that was the only thing that was stretching me the other way but the fact that that is easier to do than learn all the languages, mm. I think. And that's what I'm basing my decision off. But also, it's that desire to do both that I don't I don't really have. I could, if I can go to these countries and speak my own language that I'm confident in and fluent in, then why would I... It's also worth noting, you would have the ability to teleport, technically. Yeah, and also, you know, teleportation. Dream come true. To very specific locations, but... What's happened here is now that I can teleport, 
and I can break the fourth wall. So I've just earned both of my wishes. Yeah. I've got Incredible. one wish left. Thank you, Jeannie. Sorted. With that, Reuben, do you have a little hypothetical question for us to uh, end on? Uh, mine, m- mine was a, a, a similar one regarding if you had a power, what would you do? And it was, if you could stop time, how would you use the power? Mm. Mm. Do we each get one answer? You can detail a plan of things to do, if you want. Right, I would, if I could stop time, I would go to the gym, shed all this weight I put on in lockdown... So by the time time reverts to its normal state, I would have lost the weight that I had beforehand. That would be my thing, and I could do it in how much time I wanted to do. Yeah. That would be my thing I'd do. Nice. Sam, how about you? Uh, um, I mean, I'm not sure I'd want that power. I feel like it's a way of pausing to think, but then it would be a bit of a curse in a way that you would want to go back. If there was ever a reason for you to stop time, it would be because you want to reverse it. You know what I mean? Do you reckon? Like... I guess it would be useful if you saw someone about to get run over by a bus. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a way to prevent things from happening. Yeah, if you had the abilities to stop time, what are the, the mechanics that we're working with in terms of moving things? Like, do they freeze in the air because time's stopped and you can't move them? Or Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of uh, the New Heroes series okay. by Michael Carroll. Shout out to Michael Carroll if he's listening, because he might be, because he's my friend on Facebook. Nice. And, Go on, um, Jesus. Yeah, no, right. God, you, you, you've got, you've got a backstory that we've not even touched upon yet. I honestly, there's so much going on with me. <laughs> new heroes, Ruben. New heroes. The new heroes. Yes, big fan. And it follows. There were superheroes. Then suddenly they vanished, and no one knows why. And um, spoiler alert: it's because they all had their powers taken. But then their kids grow up and develop superpowers, and then they can be doing things, you know, and like be using their powers. And um, they've got the adults sort of trying, like, trying to like tell them what to do, and trying to guide them in the direction that they were going in. Yeah, and like because they used to be the superheroes, they've got this sense of importance and stuff, and uh, it's a whole thing. But one of them, uh, Danny, is the son of the hero Quantum, who everyone thought he had super speed, but he could slow time instead, and he could slow or stop time. Nice. And uh, in that, it's stuff like um, by slowing stuff in time, potentially he moves so fast that he can phase his atoms through things. Jeez, yeah. If he touches, if he touches something, it's very likely to break. So like, if he slowed down time and then like touched glass, it would very slowly, but definitely completely shatter right because he's moving at such a speed that it would be like hitting it with severe force so if he hit a person they would not be doing well you'd have to ver- you could very gently move someone like if a person was about to get hit by a bus yeah you could move them out the way if you very very carefully shifted them or did something to the bus so that the bus would swerve out the way or stop see i have similar questions but opposite alignment i would go evil on this one sure i i would very actively enjoy Moving chairs out of the way of people. That's the general gist, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it would be fun to be employed as a menace. Um, so I think I, I would do... F- to just wreak general havoc. Yes, and nothing... Wait, Ruben, did you just say havoc? He did, havoc. Yes. It's havoc, not havoc. Yeah, because Truman was just talking about Megamind. I get... I wouldn't, I wouldn't know this, Ruben. I'm, I'm with you, Ruben. I've seen Megamind and I'm not with you at all. <laughs> I think you were just pronouncing it havoc. Because he mispronounces words all the time. Like, he called Metro City Metrocity. And he calls the spider the spider. Mm. It's a niche reference. I've been doing this a lot today. Either way, I would go around, I'd steal left shoes. Um, I would That's so make Truman. people's pillows so slightly wet and damp. What? 
Um, it's so annoying. Like damp pillows are horrible. <laughs> How would you make them wet? I would put water on them. I wouldn't oh, do anything God, evil. Why didn't I think of that? Not apple juice so, or anything. <laughs> so Truman, you'd you'd use the skill to basically be a professional painter. Is what you'd is what yes. you'd say. Yes, I would, and the payoff would be marvelous. That is something I can fully support. <laughs> I I already do it, but with less success. I feel I would just enhance my day to day activities. Have you seen the video of the guy that's like in the shower area after you've been in a swimming pool? He's like washing his hair. And there's a guy next to him that keeps, like, squirting shampoo on his hair. Yes, this is what I live for. Yeah. Well, I've just thought... Really upset the barbers. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. Uh, you'd be getting your money's worth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five haircuts at once. Cool. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that's a good question. Nice one, Rubes. In that case, thank you all for joining. Thank you, Truman. Thank you, Truman, for joining us for a few episodes. Yeah, thanks for joining in, Truman. I've missed you, Truman. A pleasure. Yeah, I miss you, Truman. I haven't seen you in a while. Do you have any shout-outs or plugs you'd like to make while you're here? Yes. I want to shout-out to the one that's at the bath at home. Um, You always (laughs) kept the water safe. I swear to God. Get me wet. That was nice. That's all I've got. Baths are underrated. They're underrated, aren't they? You don't want to shout-out to, like, your mum or, like, your... Your family. Truman has too many fans to shout out in one sentence. He does. Shout out to the one I bought in China. Okay, Um, we're going to stop there. Right. This is a wasted opportunity (laughs) from Callum Truman. (laughs) 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 Isn't isn't that the mood of this episode? (laughs) Yeah, it really is. This episode is the wasted opportunity. This is a super, super, super speedy goodbye from Zoomscott. Bye. <laughs> right, you're laughing, but I've, I've just woken up the dog. <laughs> right. Oh, Piper. This is a highly intellectual goodbye from the nerd. Arrivederci. <laughs> oh, he's saying it from Italy today. Very intellectual. <laughs> and a super, super, super mischievous goodbye from Mischief himself. <laughs> my heart. Oh my god, he actually hit me. Oh my god. I'm not used to being in physical range of people while I've got this podcast. I really, really hated that. If anybody watched, that was incredible. Listening, this is why we're never in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> Trouble could hit the fan. Yeah, that was really awful. I resented that. All about the hat pranks. <laughs> I have no words. And as usual, this is not a goodbye for me. It's never goodbye. As the editor. I will see you next time on the next episode of Face for Radio. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone.